Welcome to Doug and Joe Talk. I'm Doug. And I'm tired. <laughs> no, I'm Joe. <laughs> Why are you tired, Joe? <laughs> oh, it's tax time again. And I was I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. I I have chosen the the lineup of professions that may be the most the worst for for tax purposes to be a self-employed pastor, farmer, uh, <laughs> entrepreneur, and uh, and I like to be okay. I'm gonna frame this so it makes it makes me sound better, but mm-hmm. I like to be about the work, and I don't take the time I need to during the year to compile expenses and everything every month. So come tax time, I usually do it all, and it's just. If I can apologize to you on behalf of our government, it's I'm sorry that the government has decided to take your money and then make you l- legitimize getting it back. Yeah. <laughs> I think they should actually yeah. have to legitimize what they take and <laughs> do well, it just the opposite. And, and see, that's the funny thing because, uh, you know, I've done this. I've been in the same kind of pattern for five or so years, five to ten, you know, five to ten years, really. And... Uh, so I kind of got used to the system. Well, this year everything's different with the new the new Trump tax thing. And for the most part, you know, I, I did do a little bit of um, com- like year to year comparison about what, what what had changed and stuff because I'm going through line by line basically. I do my own taxes. So and and uh, there's some things that I'm really happy that that have changed. Others I'm not so sure I like the way it was done. But I get it. I mean, I feel like. Uh, I feel like a lot of the changes were to reward productivity instead of just rewarding existing. Ah, yeah. At least that's the gist that I'm getting. Cool. But, uh, all the same. It's fun. Exciting. February, usually. Well, um, we should start with a cigar because we normally do, but you were so pooped yeah. I thought I'd ask. Yeah, thank you. Thank so, you. I'm sorry you're worn out. <laughs> no, that's all But right. mentally worn out, too. Not oh, see, that's the thing. Physically yeah, worn I, out feels way better. Yeah, yeah. I actually had a bunch of snow to move, of course, this morning, and that helped get out and get a little physical yeah yeah well uh so in our hands we do not have the christoph sumatra <laughs> which is what was in my notes what we have in our hand i put the wrong cigar in my notes so joe looked up online what we're smoking which yeah. is actually the christoph corojo limitada yeah i like the way that they uh i'm reading the the review from cigars international website and it's funny because the first line actually I missed it when we were doing our preview the first line of the review says Habano times three that's the first the first sentence it says the Christoph Corojo Limitada is carefully crafted in true boutique fashion in the Dominican utilizing the finest most patently fermented Cuban seed tobaccos greeting you on the outside a Nicaraguan Corojo wrapper shimmering with oily goodness beneath this leaf awaits a uh, long filler core of Nicaraguan and Dominican Habano tobaccos secured by a Nicaraguan Habano binder. This triple dose of Habano dishes out medium to full-bodied stogie, exuding hints of, and then I'm just going to drop it right there because that's when it talks about what it's supposed to taste like. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait on that. I'm, uh, I'm really liking it from the beginning. Of course, I smelled the wrapper as soon as I picked it up, and yeah. it was super sweet. Yeah. So that was awesome. Well, it should be something good to look forward to because on the notes here it says that the this cigar earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year. Oh, that's right. That's so, right. So, uh, yeah. I remember reading that. 
I kind of I kind of forgot. I've actually smoked this before it got its top twenty five, <laughs> and and it it rated pretty high for me. Um, I don't want to ruin it. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is a spoiler. Um, out of the collection, since I've smoked the collection once previously, it isn't my favorite, but I remember it being really good. Mm -hmm. So, um, but they're they're all pretty good. Probably the only one I wouldn't buy again would be the first one we smoked. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. A little too mild. Yeah, it was. It's a fine cigar. Yeah, I mean, but uh, but it's not what I like. Right, not quite what my desires like. But. But my initial, as soon as I lit, just I was like, "Whoa, sweet!" And just just a hint of spice, just the right amount of spice, a hint of sweet. And I'm sure of that. I'm not sure. There's an earthy edge, a bitter. I, I don't sure if it's dark chocolate or coffee. I'll figure that out mm -hmm. soon. But I like the sweet and the spice, and we'll figure the rest out too. There might be a toasty breadiness in there. So, you. Your yeah. Turn. <laughs> well, um, oh, sorry, leather, not toast, leather. See, that's the one yeah. I was saying that normally I don't. That's the first note yeah. on the description. And uh, so yeah, I mean, there is some leather there. It's I, I'm liking the oil. Uh, that's nice. I like the clean the clean palette that so far I've got from it. I do like the sweet, obviously, and I'm not getting any of the coffee, but I definitely get the sort of spicy sweet thing. It's it's a it's a light bitter in the background and I can't it's not very it's not very prominent so I'm having a hard time identifying it but so well anyway that's what we got in our hands we'll talk more about it in a little bit um, but there's other stuff that we ought to talk about <laughs> so uh, anything been on your mind oh man I, I'm uh... Of course, I, I'm one of these people that sort of have been loosely following the whole Mueller investigation. I think that it's fascinating because I think that it's the the great, how should you say, the great scandal of our time right now. And if it ever, I think, honestly, if it ever, like if the facts of what have happened really ever come out, it's going to be like, it's going to be bigger than Watergate ever could have mm -hmm. been. Um, but we'll see if they ever do. I, you know, I think that there's a lot of good, good smart people that are telling the truth about it, smarter than me, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, I don't want to get my information mixed up here, but is Mueller tied in with McCabe making saying some of his stuff? I mean, it's all kind of tied into politics, but that's but that's different. Yeah. This is When you're talking Mueller, you're talking they took a, a fake dossier that was kind of made up by the DNC. Yeah, and now they're saying there may be a, as many as three of these dossiers, and I mean, it's like <laughs> wow. it's, yeah, it's... Okay. But they're all coming from the same places. They're people that are connected yeah. with the Hillary campaign or yeah. the uh, Obamas that that have, it totally illegally used um, the courts, the FISA courts, and the NSA's ability to spy on people to spy on this campaign, which is. And Dan Bongino said something. I was just listening on the way here, talking about how if this if this goes unchecked, then he he made the statement. I don't know if he can come back from that. Like if we've slipped to yeah. this level where uh, where a camp where a mm. campaign or a, not campaign a, a people in positions of power can abuse it to such a high degree with immunity, um, man, can we come back from that? I don't know because our confidence in the whole system at that point kind of breaks down. Um, definitely, my confidence is broken down. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I can complain 
that we spent X millions of dollars taxpayer money. Oh yeah, we don't even know that number. Yet. Yeah, and that's just that's ridiculous. And I, I I've been thinking about that over the last week or so, just thinking, how bad would it be to just say, once the president's voted in, you can't spend our tax money to attack him anymore. If you want to do it, it's going to have to be partisan. It's going to have to be your party spending your money to yeah. to go after the president. I I don't feel. I mean. Yeah, that makes me a little nervous it too, though. Nervous, <laughs> you know, because then, you, then there's not even a there's not even the assumption of of uh, objectivity at that point. You know, I mean, if the government's doing it, it's supposed to be objective and based in fact. Yeah. Well, so I, let's not spend too much time on this, but mm-hmm. a little more. So, what's the worst thing that could happen, though? Let's say we. Everybody votes. We vote a president. And what's the worst possible thing that can happen? If he did do something bad, so what? The worst possible thing that could happen is an election could be stolen. That, and yeah. we could have a president that we didn't elect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So like, I agree with you. No real yeah. recourse for that, which yeah. would be scary. But, but here's the thing, too. What if... Everything the Dems made up and put in the dust. What if it was all true and what if Trump did use the Russians to steal the election? It's going to take eight years for him to figure it out legally and prove it anyway. Isn't it? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that they've already ruled out collusion. Yeah. So that we already know that he didn't do that. Yeah. What we're talking about now is whether he obstructed justice, which had, they've already come out and said he didn't obstruct justice. Okay. Before. You're... Yes, you're talking about facts. I, I want to go back to a hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Just for a second. Sorry I'm interrupting you. But what if he really was, what if, not Trump, any president really was corrupt, really was guilty on multiple accounts, how quickly would they figure it out? It's, it seems like the process takes so long. Like, they're not going to figure it out in a few months. It's, it's going to take, right. it always seems like it takes years. And, so what? And, if it's I mean, the wrong president, we've had him for two years. Now what? I would submit that we have had corrupt presidents. <laughs> okay. Already. Gosh, anyway. maybe maybe there's no getting out of it. Maybe we should just spend our tax money and let people fight. Well, yeah, um, and and okay, one more statement, and then we can move on. But I think that the the craziness, the crazy underlying belief that I have about this whole thing is that we've had administration after administration after administration of dirty politicians get into office through dirty means, and they don't they're not held accountable for it. We have a president that I believe, as far as, I mean, we've spent how much money and time investigating him, did everything by the book, and crossed every T, and dotted every I, and did it legitimately, and has the support of the people. He's still over 50% approval rating, Yeah. and they're working so hard to try to, try to bend something on it. It's like, what? what what happened here? Well, and I want to be careful here, because I do, I do tend to blame it on liberals, but, and I, and I would assume... The percentage is predominantly liberal, but I think it's. I think there's a, some establishment people that, that that's aren't. That's the word that I. Would that's use. the word. Yeah, there's. A, I would use establishment. Yeah, they don't want a non-establishment guy in there messing things up, and somehow, the people said they're we're tired. We're tired of the establishment. That's why we voted. In that's Trump. exactly what people. The people have said. I, I think that's. I think that's why some people that were not conservatives voted Republican. Yep. I, I it's mean, exciting stuff. Yeah, it is. So. <laughs> I wonder what our kids will tell their kids oh, about boy. this time. Maybe they'll... I'm sure that the attention span will be so short by then that they won't even remember. <laughs> Maybe. We'll be we'll be old in our wheelchairs. Back in hot! Or not hot, I guess. Back in 18! 
<laughs> That's funny. Back in 19. Hey, Dad, you know that president elections now, instead of being president for four years, they're only president for four months now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't I know. remember back in 19. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, well... Well, what do we got? What do we got on your uh, on your topic list for the day? Here. Well, something I don't know much about. So, and I typically want to avoid things I don't know much about. I'm going to throw this out there a little. See, I know you mm-hmm. you listen to some folks that might have some info on this, but it's one of those things I just want to mention as um, since you mentioned earlier losing kind of faith in the institutions that we have. You know, the fact that it seems like. You know, with with McCabe coming out with his book and talking publicly, it it seems like from the beginning, and it's sort of related because it's establishment people being against Trump. Like it looks like there was some corruption in some of the administrative agencies under the executive branch. That when Trump got elected, they were instantly saying, uh, "What can we do to get rid of him?" Stay behind, yeah, like the Stay Behind Network. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's there. The deep state. You remember when we were hearing about the deep state? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it exists, man. And, and that's why there's been... I think that that's why there's been a large degree of... Um, oh, I'm slow with my words today. Turbulence in the White House with staff and, and all of these things and firings and everything like that. Because because uh, I think that there's Trump's done his best to weed some of that stuff out. And, and uh, you know... I, yeah, I totally... There's a huge, there's a huge number of people that all, that do stay behind, yeah. staff people and people that kind of keep things running during the transition and stuff like that. And there's no doubt. I mean, what is it? Page and Strzok are those the ones that were? Well, that was the FBI. I got I got all my wires crossed with this. It's 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 okay. Um, yeah, and the F- FBI is is kind of what I was talking about because I think wasn't McCabe sure. with the F. Yeah, I think McCabe was with the FBI. Anyway, the 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 point is, I've heard some people saying it's not the FBI's job to challenge whether the president should be in office. Mm -hmm. And I agree with that, but an individual that is working for the FBI is still an American that does have the right to say, huh, what can I legally, what can I legally do to say, I think this president is bad. And of course, and then it gets gray. Legally is kind of important there. (laughs) Right. That's where it starts to get gray. It's like, well, I'm in the FBI. How much of my power can I, you know, then it starts to get hairy. But they do have a right to at least say, this is bad for our country, I don't want this, as an American. Sure. But when they start using the administrative agency to dethrone, dethrone, like he's a king, but (laughs) King King Trump, we should should start start a webpage that we want to address him. Instead of President Trump, it would be His Majesty. Yeah, sure. From now on. (laughs) Don't, Don't do that too much. He might just step down if he started calling him king. Duke pull a George Washington. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but speaking of uh, losing faith and losing crowns and things, let's talk about the movies a little bit. You wanna? Sure, sure. Um, Except <laughs> there aren't any movies worth seeing. I don't think are there. Oh, there might be a couple. <laughs> I kind of wanted to see that. Uh, this might not be on itself on that subject, but I kind of wanted to see that Cold Pursuit movie that Liam Neeson. Oh, that one sounded kind of good. You're right. That is one that... I I, don't know. I'm a sucker for those kind of action... Yeah. Fantasy, like, let's go get the bad guys kind of thing. Yeah, and I like him. That... What was the... uh, The one he did where his daughter was abducted? Yeah. There's three of them now. Taken. Yeah. The first one was really good. I thought the second one was kind of cheesy, but... But it's like... I think we watched the third one the other night. It was also cheesy. It was also cheesy. good, I mean... 
Yeah, the first one it was just like, oh man, man, it got you know having four girls particularly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I and get you it. have what? I have one. Yeah, girl. one. So it's just like, man. Yeah. When that dude's on the phone and he says, "Good luck." Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's all he had was just the guy's voice. Oh man. Yeah, I love it. I have a what did he? What's the line from that film? He's like. I've spent my life honing a very specific set of skills <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It's just too good, man. Just too good. But, uh, no, okay, so lots of, lots, uh, kind of a lot has been going on in Hollywood, and I don't think, here's the thing, the t- president's tied to this too. Okay. I, so there's been huge, 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 huge news and busts that haven't been in the, like in the public eye, concerning hmm. the breakup of some really, really terrible underground sort of sex trafficking. Oh, rings. I didn't know that. And that's why there's so much of this, like, I think, Weinstein business and Kevin Spacey. Have you heard about this thing now? Like, Kevin Spacey's brother's afraid that he's going to commit suicide because some things coming out about what he did. And people are being held to account in Hollywood, and it's kind of like taking its toll. I think on on Hollywood as a whole. Good, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh for sure, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's come back to that. Mm-hmm. Talk about maybe more movies. Maybe talk about the Oscars and such. Yeah. Um, it is Are they going on right now? Because I didn't even know that. Soon, a few days from okay. now, I think. Um, I looked it up last night just to just to see. I didn't look up the movies because I figured I probably wouldn't care yeah. about any of them. But but I might care about one or two. But I want to talk about cigar because I'm just realizing I'm getting a strong um, like. Too strong, like too much cedar. Almost like, huh. um, hmm. it's like laying on my tongue more strong than I want it to be. Like it would, I'd like it to dissipate so I can taste more of that yeah. sweet spice that I was getting in the beginning. Uh-huh. See, I think the leather does that. To me, that's the hmm. that's the leather. Maybe at least that's what I how I interpret it. And leather, leather's one I have a I have a hard time identifying because I'm not. I'm not used to tasting leather. Even in red wine, sometimes if you get leather, I'm not used to tasting it there either. Well, just but take your belt sometime. Lick it and just chew on it a while. Yeah. As long as it's not my work belt, because my work belt—it's kind of nasty. If I chewed on it, it would just taste like hog poop. <laughs> so. Mm. <laughs> I accidentally wore my pig boots home the other day, and they're in my truck, and now my truck just smells like. Anyway. Oh no. So as a, as a horrible aside, so so back to the cigar. Mm. Cedar's pretty strong, so I'm not getting as much of the sweet. I'll just leave it at that. Keep I, it simple. I the cigar's great. I mean, I, I'm liking it. It's not that. It's not like as sweet as I want it, as I like, but it's still sweet and it's good. But I have this very small hole right here oh. on the on right where I'm trying to draw in. Is it affecting the draw? I can just feel it, like uh, blowing on my lip. Ah. When yeah. I when I draw on it, so I'm trying to cover it up, but I don't know if that I don't think it's a flaw in the cigar. I don't. I'm trying to look. It's, I don't know if it got poked or if there's just a little hole in the leaf that didn't get seen or something. But typically, if you have a hole like you know that you can see, usually the wrapper leaf will have the hole. The binder won't, unless it's if it's been poked, then it'll affect the draw mm-hmm. because it would go through both. Sure. But um, I'm enjoying this so far. I like the. It's not an oil bomb. But it's got enough oil that yeah. I like the way it feels in the mouth. So I went ahead and knocked my ash off too because oh, I yeah, we're dropping on the carpet here. Yeah, we're actually. Uh, should admit we're not in the garage today. We're <laughs> we're we're a little bit of a wimp when it comes to some of this cold weather. It's actually a fairly warm day, but we were assuming it might be cold, and I thought we need to 
I've got an empty apartment that's not rented, and I'm like yeah. trying to transition it to non-smoking, but uh, <laughs> guess uh, this is this is incense to yeah, take this, incense. The, the cigarette smell out of the For apartment. Sure. <laughs> anyway, so back to movies. I so the only movie that I like remotely would like to talk about Vice seemed interesting. I, I hate the narrative behind it because it's basically. Uh, who was it? Uh, I'm not going to get the facts right here. A president, a conservative president, Bush maybe. And it, the, the premise is that Bush couldn't run the president, or the president couldn't run the presidency, so he hired, or so he requested as his vice someone that really wasn't in politics very much, but was a businessman. And basically said, I want you to come on and do these things because you're a businessman. And it was the idea was that the vice president was really running everything. Okay. That's why it's called Vice, and it's kind of about that hmm. this president was a particularly bad president, and <laughs> kind of blamed it on the Vice because he wasn't smart enough to run things, and so it's a it's a horrible narrative and probably an inaccurate narrative. But if you just looked at it from a fiction story, yeah, it looked kind of fun, mm-hmm. like to watch. And so sometimes they can catch you with that, but you got to be careful when you put out something like that. If you can write a good fiction, yeah. But it looks like it's reality. Some people read it and think, "Oh, I didn't realize that." You know, it's su- that it's surprising how many people watch movies and think that they're real. I mean, not that the events actually happen, but that's how things work. You know, see it. We see it in a lot of things in law enforcement and in military things. People think because they saw it in a movie that that's how things really work, and 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 that's just, it's almost never the case. Movies are so fake. Oh shoot! I was gonna flip that off and I didn't. I lost my ash on the carpet. I got a vacuum later. Anyway, so but yeah, I mean, what do you think about Hollywood though? Because the reason I ask, I better give you the basis yeah, of why I'm it. asking this, is that Hollywood is so liberal and so sort of like dirty. You'd think that you'd think that this would be a perfect opportunity for the free market to come in and make some some for there to be like a conservative Hollywood. Yeah. And, and there's so much money to be made. I mean, really, if you had if you had a billion dollars, you could turn it into twenty billion. I would think, just by making movies that are like down home American values, like you know, like that rah 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 small town America type of thing, or or I mean, don't you think? Like with conservative. Well, one great movie that will probably never win an Oscar because it was too conservative was. Uh... I'll get it. Give me a snipe. American Sniper. Okay. That was an amazing pro-military. Just That was a really fun story. There was a series of them there for a while. There was a series well, of them? Well, no, not a movie. series, but they're kind of at the same time. They had American Sniper, and then they had the one about the Bin Laden raid. What was that one called? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, thir- 30? Thir- uh, no dark- Easy Day or something like oh, that. Oh, no. I, I was thinking of Zero Dark Thirty. Zero What's Dark Thirty. That? Yeah. And then there was another one, I think, No Easy Day or no, something. I didn't, I didn't see that one. So Yeah, there's... Well, and then Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. Remember all these, like, pro-military, yeah. Well, yeah, and wait, who who made, uh, who's the, uh, who's Dirty Harry? Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. You know, only somebody that's old with a lot of money could, would, and could make American Sniper in Hollywood. Yeah. But if you're, if you're not that person, you, you can't. And that's too bad. Somebody, you know, I don't know, it's, Andrew Clavin says all the time that, where conservatives are missing the boat is we tend to be about 
facts, about policy, about money, about you know the things that we think are important. But we lose the culture because we're not out there sponsoring. I don't want to lose my cigar. Mm. We're not out there giving money to the arts and helping them make good art that represents our values. And we're just we're not doing it. So we lose the culture, and the culture is what writes the narrative. The culture is what pushes things forward, and I, I think he's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Um, you know, the stories, the movies we watch, the stories we read, that that changes who we are as people. I mean, I, I remember when pastors were talking about, when I, when I was, gosh, I don't know how old I was when it came out, but the, that uh, sitcom where a gay guy lived with a lady... I think it was two names, maybe. Yep, um, I know it. I, I, had, I was just about to say it. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. And I, I heard a pastor saying, you know, how, how that's changing culture. And I'm like, oh, come on. I'm thinking, it's not it's not that big of a deal, but I, I think I was wrong. I think they're right. I think the stories that are on TV. And, but, and actually, speaking of the movies, I actually think movies are going down. I don't think people go to the movies anymore. Yep. I think TV is streaming. Just, streaming. I mean, have you noticed how many series Amazon's come out? With oh them? my gosh! And who and who'd have thought TV would be the next big thing? It's like because TV's old. It's well, like, it's internet TV though. Yeah, I mean, that's it a is. Different thing. It is. No commercials because mm-hmm. it's paid. You know, it's a paid thing, which is nice. Mm. <sighs> yeah, and people don't want to see other people, so they just stay home and watch. They binge on Man in the High Castle. Or well, and if you want, yeah, there you go. And if you want to see other people, so you don't want to watch a movie. Right. I mean, even even to the point of, I mean, I'm not trying to say I'm better than everybody else, but I really liked putting my back to Rambo when we had our poker night. Because I'm so taken in by movies. I, like, didn't want to look at Rambo. <laughs> you just wouldn't watch it. And who dominated? Woo! Uh, <laughs> no, I just... It's, uh-huh. I got lucky. That's all it was, so... But, um... But yeah, it does seem like the movies are, I mean, the, the movies are going down and, you know, the Oscars, it, it's, I like, it does seem like that movies are no longer entertainment. They tend, Hollywood tends to be all about pushing an agenda. Yeah. Well, see that, and I think people are sick of it. Well, they are, really and the thing do. is, if but Hollywood the, was, go ahead. But the problem is that the pe- nobody told the people in Hollywood. Uh-huh. They still think that the entire culture revolves around Right. <laughs> if they were smart... They just make really good movies to entertain us and continue pushing their narrative. Yeah. But what they're doing is they're it's all about narrative and it's not about it. So you got a shitty movie that pushes the right narrative and it'll get an Oscar and they'll say it's awesome, but nobody'll go see it. Right. Right. <laughs> or everybody in Hollywood will and nobody else in the Midwest. Yeah, will. I think it's hilarious. Like the Oscars, I don't know if they're coming up or not. You said they're yeah. going to come because I don't. I mean, who do people really watch that? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, um, the parade of, like, self-important mm-hmm. people. Well, and the fact they couldn't even get a host. Well, and it's not... And was the, it that they couldn't get a host, or was it nobody wanted to expose themselves to the kind yeah. of scrutiny that all the... <sighs> well, The Rock did say... I think he said he would have hosted, but he couldn't. They Trump wanted, should do it. Trump should just be like, all right, guys, I'll do this. I'll do it. it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that might be the best thing they could do. they get people to actually watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it maybe if I the would president too. was going to do it. Holy cow. <laughs> See, why don't people think that would be entertaining? That would be freaking entertaining. But uh, 
but they'd be giving him a pulpit to spout his ideas. Well, you'd also be getting ratings out the wazoo. Is it about money or what? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I know. It's it's just crazy. The the drama. I mean, like, I think they're finding... Okay, I got a bombshell to drop. Okay. Okay, here it comes. Okay, here's the bombshell. We are all imperfect, and we have all done and said things in our past that we are not proud of, okay? Whether it was things that were culturally relevant then, or culturally acceptable then, or maybe we were just being stupid, or maybe we were just 19 years old or whatever. But, like, it seems to me now that they've created this, like, uh, this weird, I'll just call it weird, weird standard now where they want, okay, so, hey, we want so-and-so to be a host of our show. Oh, but wait, they tweeted back in the first month of Twitter, back whenever that was, something that now is an offensive word, and so that means that they're a racist and a, and a xenophobic whatever, and you know what I mean? I do. <laughs> they just tear themselves apart. Well, and I think, I think honestly, the, the leftists are going to have to just, when somebody says that, they're just going to have to say, up yours. We want Kevin Hart to host. Who cares? We're not going to make him apologize. He's going to either be funny and people are going to laugh and enjoy the Oscars, or they're not. Yeah. Um, you know, it's virtue signaling is... That's the, that's the word. <clears throat> gosh, it's, it's just insane. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, gee. Well, anyway, let's talk about this stick again. Yeah. This we we don't talk a lot about. We should we should try to talk more about culture in in reference to politics. We do we tend to focus on the news and politics. We we need to look into some of that and maybe yeah talk a little more. I like talking about the series my wife and I watched, the Blue Bloods. Mm-hmm. But we just you threw it. Yeah, we got to the last one that's free. Okay, so I don't know. Now if you that, have to make a decision. We're either gonna yeah we're either gonna pay or we have to wait until the season nine is isn't uh, free on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I don't know what you're thinking about this cigar, but that leather is getting stronger to me. It's kind of overshadowing a lot of what's happening. I think you put it well. Um, yeah. It's almost... I'm still I'm still thinking it's cedary, but... Yeah. But it's... I can get that. It's like leather and cedar. Like, at the beginning, there was this sweet that I loved, and it's like... It hasn't really come back. It's earthy, leathery, and a little too cedary. And it's... The performance is good. The oiliness is good. The mouthfeel is awesome, but the taste just isn't isn't living up. Yeah. To what I was hoping. It's not. It's not as sweet <clears throat> and nutty, or yeah, as kind of what I was hoping. But but it's still pretty clean, and I like that. I can I can I can enjoy just about any cigar as long as it leaves my mouth feeling clean and not dry and sticky. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason, and I think I've said this on the podcast, the reason I like Kristoff. Um, when I when I smoked this collection before, they seemed to do a really good job with their Dominican company. They're in the in the Dominican Republic, but they throw enough Nicaraguan in. Like they're not like the some of the Nicaraguan stuff is just too dirty. Nicaraguan mm-hmm. cigars are just too dirty tasting. I don't like them. But they mix some of this, and I don't know if this is really accurate, but sweet Dominican tobacco in with it, mm-hmm. and throw some Nicaraguan in to make it interesting. I think they do a pretty good job. I've I've not been disappointed in in. Any other sticks that I can really recall, so. Dude, you know what? I just got an idea while you were talking about that. We someday in the future we need to put together a, a cruise or something with our listeners. You know, I, you, I listen to WHO Ted sometimes. Cruise? You probably do. Too. <laughs> no, sorry. A Ted Cruz. Ah, okay, no. 
Um, you listen to WHO sometimes, mm-hmm. one of the local big 50,000 watt clear channel stations. They're always doing these. They've teamed up with a local travel agency mm-hmm. where they'll get listeners to, to pay to go on these cruises or trips or whatever with them. We need to do a cigar tour, invite some of our listeners to go along, and, uh, and just go for it. We'll go down to the Dominican Republic and spend a couple days there and tour around. We that, should do that. That would, that, would be, that would be super fun. And the DR is where I would want to go. I've heard that Nicaragua is the place. Like, it's, it's the bomb. But because I've been to the DR and I like it and I like Dominican tobacco, mm-hmm. that's, where I, that's where I'd want to go. Christoph would definitely want to go there. Maybe we could meet Glenn... Case. There you go. Name. See, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah. We're going to do it. That's our goal for 2024. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, by the way, Glenn Case is somebody, the owner, the CEO, something of Christoph. And one of the cigars that comes up in our series is the Glenn Case series. So it's, oh. like, it's like his blend. So... Um, which makes it seem if the yeah, CEO it's be mm, something he's going to put his name on it. Yeah. So there's also one that I don't think is in this collection, and it came from it actually came from their fans. They said with a name like Kristoff, you should release a cigar called Pissed Off. Pissed Off Kristoff. And they have a Kristoff Pissed Off, <laughs> and they did it. And so that's one of the extras yeah. that I think we need to try since we're trying the whole probably so. initial collection. There's three or four others that aren't in this initial collection. Yeah, so. we definitely should should hook one of those up. So, but anyway, I mean that's a good cigar though. I'm not complaining about yeah. the cigar. It's 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 great. It is sweet enough, and uh, I've, I've been happy with it. As, as and it's one. it's important to note there is a difference between a bad cigar and mm-hmm. a cigar I don't like. Mm-hmm. Because oh yeah. One is just talking about it doesn't fit my palate, my taste preference, and the other is just. Burning wonky, it's rolled yeah. bad, it's too tight, it's yeah, for so, sure, yeah. for so, sure. But hey, we're, we're on entertainment still, and we got to hit this smaller thing. Or oh, we do. Oh my goodness, that's season. just ah, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it seems like it's been proven to be a hoax. You know, pretty Lisa much, pretty much saying, yep. And now uh, it, he made it all up. Did they, okay, so I don't know. Our listeners, I don't know how much they're tracking with it, but they. You know, he we talked about it, I guess on a previous podcast, mm-hmm. so we should assume that people are kind of up to speed. But since then, since we've last talked about it, there were two people that were brought into custody concerning this. Two Nigerian brothers, is that what they were? Nigerian sure. guys? Yeah. So they weren't these white country bumpkin MAGA hot hat wearing guys. They were a couple of associates of this Smollett or Smollett or whatever. And now the police want to talk to him, and he says he's not going to cooperate with them. What does that say? What does that say? Yeah, he's, he's got something to hide, you know. And the, the thing, and you know what? Some people are stupid, and he, he, want, he wanted to do whatever. For whatever reason, he did this thing that was fake. It's a hoax. It's, it's, for whatever reason, he was stupid. But the thing that's worse than that is the media that jumps on top of it and says, when it's all allegations, they're like, oh my gosh, they didn't report it as allegations, mm-hmm. they reported it as Fact. This, this horrible yeah. thing, like a modern day lynching, and then even politicians are saying, oh, this is horrible, and then when it comes out that it's all a hoax, they don't retract. Yeah. Oh, well, we just need to wait for the facts. <laughs> wait for the facts. No, we yeah. don't. Their facts are already yeah. in. Well, and, and I'm not trying to jump, I don't want to be like that either and jump to conclusions and say this is a fact but th- dude this guy is just to me from what I've seen the only conclusion I can come to is that he was trying to get publicity and this fit their narrative and he just jumped for it 
A really, really good commentary was done by one of my favorite YouTubers mm -hmm. named Donut Operator. <laughs> so he's a he's a pro law enforcement has a pro law enforcement YouTube channel and I, I oh I love his videos and and he did a really really good video on it this week so you should check that out if you have to get time. Um, I I will do that. The one thing I'd like to I mean think first of all it would be such such a good idea and this is this is where I don't like giving good ideas sometimes to someone who feels like an opponent but for the human condition it would be so good. For a bunch of Democrats just to say shame on you, Jesse Smollett. Oh yeah, just come out full force. Yeah, that yeah. not that that's that's silly. You shouldn't do it. They shouldn't play the oh well. He might have made up the story, but there are people who are legitimately well. Okay, then say shame on you, Jesse, because you yeah. just minimized the real ones right. by doing this fake. You wasted thing. a bunch of resources and oh yeah yeah it's it, it's <coughs> silly. I hope I do hope though that if. No matter what happens, I, I, I hope that somebody goes to jail about this. Whether it's him or whether it's if if it actually happened, they go to jail. Whatever, I, it's it needs to be case closed. Yeah, we don't. We have too little of that. We we, do. we go on and on and on and on and on, and we never have conclusion. And it's it drives me crazy sometimes. Yeah, and I didn't realize that faking it. Is against the law. Oh yeah, um, but I guess that's I mean a, I guess if you're against the law, I guess faking the incident wouldn't be against the law until you call the cops, and then it becomes right. a huge issue. If he'd have just not called the cops and gone to the media and faked it, that maybe that wouldn't have been a problem. I don't know. I don't know. But when you get the law involved like that, it's like yeah, um, yep. Take him, take him to the bank. Whatever you, whatever. To I'm the cleaners. Say. To the cleaners. Take that's what I want. Take him to the cleaners. Take him to the, the jail. To the cleaners, but no bleach. <laughs> Sorry. That was, really bad. that was horrible. I know. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, um, but, and you know, it, it bothers me on some, like, gosh, because I, I start to be, because I'm a compassionate person. Um, I'm really hard up front, but when somebody starts to get hammered, then I say, okay, what was it inside this guy who is successful? He's doing fine. He's a successful black man. He's a successful gay man. That's okay. Great. The American story. You can be a success regardless of your color, regardless of your sexual whatever. And and who cares about that? But what what happens inside you that you think I have to make up this story? Yeah, that this is the way to success, right? Yeah, I mean, what I don't I mean, I I wonder how what how bad is he feeling? How bad is his life that he had to make up some story to get yeah. attention? Right. Apparently, there was a letter. Do you anything, know anything about this letter? Apparently, he made a letter complaining about something, and somebody was saying this is the motivation behind doing this. Hmm. His stunt was that the letter didn't get attention, and so now he's going after this thing. I don't know. I I actually heard it, but I forgot it. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't take yeah. notes on it. That I guess the underlying thing, the, the, or the the kind of the bottom line here is at some point I don't know if I'll ever expect the media to actually step back and say let's wait for the facts because nobody does that anymore I mean and honestly it's there, there's there's an incentive to say oh here's the story but you need to present the story as well the story is the this allegedly happened that's the story it's not that this happened and it's horrible yet mm -hmm. um, and so we got to be careful how things are reported on whichever side you're on mm -hmm. but there needs to be this god it's everything's clickbait oh yeah now. it's clicks and honestly some of these news organizations or websites or whatever 
they, they don't care if it's true because they're going to make their yeah. several hundred thousand dollars on the clicks or a million dollars on the clicks and then it's going to go away and they'll go on to the next thing you know there's no going back in today's fast moving tweet twitter twitter sphere whatever it's, there's no going back it is bam 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 on to the next thing on to the next thing yeah and a retraction doesn't get you clicks mm-hmm. it's the initial story whether it's true or not that gets you clicks yeah matter of fact even lies even wrong stories get clicks and make oh, yeah. money all the time um fake news right yeah <laughs> i don't so i don't know what the correction for that i'm not, in, in fact i'm not sure there is a correction i think there every is Okay. okay, but you finish what you're going to say, and then I'll say. Every that. human being just needs to realize that they're getting clickbait. Yeah, that's what we have to realize. That is the correction. Yep. That's the only correction that can happen is that the American people sort of have something rise up in them, some virtue, where they <clears throat> just have some decency. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. And the decency might just be I'm not gonna I'm not gonna click on that story yet. It might be. I'm not no gonna stupid or it might be decency rising up in some media people. Is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> you know, there was a news anchor that came out recently. I don't remember. I just saw it on. A, I think it was a Drudge headline or something about. Uh, they kind of broke ranks and talking about how this wasn't journalism. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I think was it was that a, British lady? I think so. it was a lady. I think it was. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I actually remember her. She was saying that like everybody in the media is liberal. It's yeah. like everybody is. It's not journalism anymore. It's yeah. just it's a political agenda. Yeah. And she was actually saying it's like it's it's almost like always been that way though. Yeah. Well. And um, and yeah, but that that was that was great. I, w- I wish we knew names so we could say hey that that's interesting story to to listen to or to read about. But her comments, whoever whoever that was, mm-hmm. I, I wish we had the details, but we don't. Yeah. Um, well, where are we going? Where are we going next? Does this does. I like talking about politics. Does the snow matter? We're, we're getting hammered with snow again. We're not getting as bad as some folks, but... Getting hammered hard enough. Yeah. It's getting pretty hard to clean out the driveway at home, I know. I had to, every time I have to get the tractor out and blade it, it takes a little longer because I just can't get, can't get through it. Roads are getting narrower. The plows. Yeah, you know plows what? Actually, ahead. like a couple hours ago, they came through our gravel road and widened it all out. Oh, which they is did. really nice cool. because, yeah, it was getting a little... A little hairy. Yeah, in University Park, you know, you got... It's, it's the small subdivision of Oskaloosa, which isn't that big to begin with. And so, on one hand, the people that are pushing snow probably don't know where the edge of the street is anyway. And then I'm driving down thinking the stop sign's, you know, 20 feet to the right of where they plowed. It's like... So you barely can pass two cars on the street. And, it's just, and plus, where's it going to go? I, you know, I have properties now where where's it going to when it melts? You know, it's all going to come off my roof See, and go yeah. into my basement. I don't want that to happen. I hope, I hope and pray that we have some sort of gradual thaw because, I mean, even today, today's a good day. It's like 33 degrees. It's just kind of slowly seeping. That's good. Yeah. If we get like a 50 degree day, it's going to just be a mud hole and... Well, but as long as it's gradual, because what was it a few years ago when it was horrible was when it was just freezing forever, Mm -hmm. and then it all melted at once. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Hmm. we kind of need, we kind of, either we need a gradual thaw or we're going to just have a mess for quite a while, and a lot of water and a lot of basements and business opportunity. Yeah. (laughs) I... I always, every time I, you know, it snows a lot, I see all these guys driving around with plows thinking, man, I hope, hope you're making money, thinking, should, should I get one? Uh, no. <laughs> they lose money most years, they, I think. Do they? Well, and the thing is, I think probably most of them have a business where they need the plow. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then if somebody says, if 10 people say, come plow my drive, they make $250, yeah. but they need it to clear out their business. I think a lot of people um, have lawn, lawn care and landscaping businesses in the summertime, so they're off. So they have uh, plows to try to okay. offset some of the loss of the winter months. Those are four-wheel, like, gator-type mm-hmm. things with the plows on. Those look like, shoot, take the plow off in the summer and yeah. drive my kids around. That'd be fun if I could afford it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But anyway... So, well, um, we're going to talk, talk about the ball at all, the national emergency. We, we, could, we could do an update before we talk about the ball. It's close. I don't feel like it's, ah, I don't feel like it's changing much. It's not. So maybe that's our update. Um, I did get a hint of the sweet back. Me, I would, yep, me too. And that's third year. Yep. And maybe some of that cedar, heavy cedar and leather has dropped off. Or so just getting used to it. Maybe. maybe I'm getting used to it. One of the two. So, yeah, not much of a change, so we'll, we'll call that our update. And what do you know about this emergency declaration? And <laughs> Another mountain that was that should just be a molehill, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, we've talked about it in prior episodes. I don't like the emergency declaration thing. But if they're going to play that game, I guess he has to play... The, if, if, if the president wants to get his... Agenda done, which is not just his agenda; it's the agenda of the American people. Right. If he wants to get that done, he's going to have to play their game. They, you know, he, I think he did his best to try to do it right, and they weren't going to play ball. So, well, it, I, I don't like the national emergency declaration thing, but it does seem to be legit. It seems to be something that was voted in by Congress, and there's a procedure to go through. So it's not like when. When I hear liberal media outlets, but I repeat myself, <laughs> um, complaining that, well, when Obama did this with DACA, nobody complained. But now that Trump's doing it, you know, they're, they're thinking it's a... I complain. Well, but they're different. They're different. DACA had zero legislative um, precedence to do it. He just said, we're going to do this and I have the power to do it, which was not true. He didn't I, have the what, power. What was his words? Like, I have a phone and a pen? Yeah, and but this is a le- the national emergency declaration is actually a legitimate. It, it's it's something that legitimately was voted on by Congress and they put it in place. So he's using something. I saw a tweet and yeah. I don't remember who did it. I retweeted it this week mm-hmm. about Obama's emergency declarations versus Trump's. Mm-hmm. And there was a list of like ten, like I mean it was almost ten if it wasn't ten declarations that Obama made all for aid to all kinds of crazy places like. Lit, I don't know. If, I don't even remember Syria. All the like yeah. emergency declaration. We send money to off to all these different places to benefit other countries, and here we have a declaration to benefit our country, and it's the end of the world, you know. Yeah, and that it just, that's just silly that that even happened. It shouldn't it shouldn't be that way. We should be able to take care of our country. Yeah. But I, I do think he's doing legitimate. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I, I I still kind of don't like it, but because it's legitimately in law, yeah, it's okay. Which is different than. DACA, which was, which was not. You, it was just a president abusing his power. Do you think we need the wall? Did we already talk about this? In well, I don't know if we've ever said, do we need it? I mean, I think, I think legitimately we do. I mean, the idea of it's not like it's going to be. It, it, it sounds like when I somebody was unpacking, like what was necessary, and you know when you go to the people that are on the border, the border patrol people, and they say yes, we need a wall. This section of wall or fence or whatever is already here. It needs to be repaired. 
over in that section, we don't really need the wall as much. I think they, I think Trump's team has prioritized where the wall is necessary, and he's starting there. And so, yes, we need it. We need, we need it just like anything else to funnel people to the ports of entry. It doesn't mean we're not compassionate. It actually means we're more compassionate. We're wanting to protect the people who are legitimate yeah. coming in, but we also need to protect our own people. Not that we have to yeah. validate protecting our own people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm not too afraid that a wall will keep us in. There is, there is that. <laughs> it's not like, you know, East yeah. West Germany kind of stuff. I hope not. Um, I hope we never get to that point where it is keeping us in. If yeah. if it is, then we have bigger fish to fry, probably. But yeah. But uh, I think it's needed. I mean, I don't like it, but the fact is that we got to stop some of this stuff coming across. I think. And we did talk stuff. Yeah, we did talk about this before because. You got into the, to the as, as a cop, the stop of crime coming yeah, across. The, the drugs and the, yeah. the trafficking of people. Yeah, yeah, because I was I was actually, um, uh, for what I was going to say, when, when we talked about it before, I wasn't looking at the crime piece of it as much as I was just looking at um, protecting our country and and saying, yeah, it's needed. For us, but it's a, but the, the crime thing's a big deal too. Limiting sex trafficking. And, well, I mean, uh, we need immigration. We need we need workers. I think, but we need people that are going to play by the rules. I think I've said this before. Like, why would you want somebody in your business or in your community that has like from the very beginning said, "I'm not going to play by the rules." Yeah. You know, you don't have a football game and then somebody comes in just like uninvited and just starts to play in the middle of the game. You know, you have to, there's, there's rules you have to abide by. They give it structure. Well, and I, I was going to mention that earlier. I remember I studied martial arts for, I don't know, 25 years or so. And, uh, see where, see where we are here. And, and I remember when, you know, when you're studying martial arts, you're not necessarily training for MMA. Right. You're, you're, you're just learning to protect yourself, to protect your family, to protect others around you. And on the street is different than MMA. But I had a really good instructor that said, when there's rules, you use the rules to your advantage. Yeah. Um, if it's a competition, there are rules. When there's no rules, the only thing you have driving you then is morals. And at some point in a confrontation, if I could neutralize the situation, I might have the, ability, the capacity to kill a person. But if I've neutralized it, I might even have the legal right to kill a person. But morally, if I've neutralized the situation, I'm not going to kill somebody. Right. Um, and so that using the rules to your advantage, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a metaphor for, for life. Yeah. And just the, you know, I mean, martial arts, even, even when you talk about mixed martial arts competitions, it's all a metaphor for life. When there are rules that you have to play by, you use the rules to your advantage. And maybe that comes back to the national emergency declaration thing if that yeah, is a rule exactly use it to your advantage absolutely yeah. um yeah. you know so and sometimes you just get beat <laughs> you do but you still have to yeah it comes down to a moral question really and you're and you're always pushing the limits of the rule i remember i wasn't a very good wrestler in junior high and high school but i remember people like pushing like if you could there were limits on certain holds you could only do to a certain certain position or you'd harm your opponent but you're pushing that limit as far as right. you can push it. And you're trying not to get called for a penalty, but you're always pushing it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the, the good competitors right. are the ones that learn the line. And 
and learn how to do it. So yeah, know. I agree. It's it's a it's a fun thing to think about. Yeah. So I I hope that was a I hope that was a cogent metaphor for life that I just talked about there. I don't know. Yet. Oh, anyway. So we wanna wanna talk about. I'm not I'm not wowed by this cigar. I'm not sure that I have anything too much extra to talk about. No. Mm. Kind of always my favorite part of a cigar is the final third, when it kind of <clears throat> settles into what it is, and I'm not disappointed with this. I think it's uh, it's sweet enough. The the leather's never never like. And where does that come from? The, the this leather taste. Do you know? Does it come from the Habano? Does it come from the? I don't know enough to answer that. Okay. Um, I know it's, it's it's not in all cigars, but it's but it's common that occasionally you'll taste it, mm -hmm. and that's I don't know if it comes from a particular leaf, particular area of the world, or where. Mm -hmm. But um, so I'm not smart enough to answer that one. But uh, <laughs> I I can say that I have to guard myself because like I know the like my three favorite cigars from the collection and so I have to try to erase them from my memory and say mm -hmm. okay I just want to smoke the Corojo Limitada on its own and not yeah. not long for the other cigars right. that I know I'm gonna like mm -hmm. um, so I, I and also I'm stuck because I accidentally I intended we, we're gonna smoke the Sumatra which I think I like better than this one and I'm like so part of me's mad that I got the wrong cigar in my hand and I can't I just need to take this for what it is sure and uh, it's it's probably earthier than I like, but again, it's still still a worthwhile cigar. Never smoked a bad one from Crystal. I'm trying to think of what I would pair this with, because generally speaking, I like I, I usually drink coffee or something while we're while we're smoking. I'm trying. I'm thinking that I would like this with a some a cold a cold I don't know uh, like a lager, one of those fun foreign imported skunky lager beers or something <laughs> well i don't know what i was gonna say some <laughs> some ho something hoppy uh-huh i think okay. because there's because there's a brighten it up sweeten it up a little bit yeah um because there's a you know there's a little bit of a bitterness that's coming with that cedar mm -hmm. and maybe the bitterness with a hoppy beer would balance out well i don't know what's it's interesting to guess and, mm -hmm. and talk about that well let's uh i'm sure we we should probably Call this close call the, the cigar end, yeah. a wrap. Do we have any? Um, I think we've said enough about the cigar. Any any final thoughts you want to say to wrap us for the day? Mm, ready for winter to be over. That's all I can say. For our fellow Midwesterners who just got hammered, we're feeling all your pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe a downer. We should we should end on a happier note than that. Well, you know, it's, we're <laughs> we're half coming. we're more than halfway through February, oh, so yeah, we're getting close. Yeah. The, the warm Punks weather's coming. Phil. We he's uh, he predicted an early spring, so we'll see. We'll see. He's I, almost always wrong. I yeah. Guess, yeah. Well, whatever. So we're. <laughs> I did hear a funny one the other day though okay. from our from our. Which we all oh, gotta do a shout out to our brother Mark who got us who scored oh, us. Oh, we do for next week. We're gonna be smoking some. We're gonna do them next week. I think so. Don't you think? Okay. Or uh, you think that'll be enough time? Sometime soon. I want to put okay. them in the humidor. See how they're. See how they are. Very good. Yeah, a couple of a couple of Cuban cigars that he picked up in Italy for us uh, during his travels. Uh, he said he made an interesting comment to me about the winter though. Uh, he said he said I said well, yeah it's one day closer to spring. And he said, yeah, but it's also one day closer to next winter. <laughs> what a pessimist. <laughs> well, 
So, a couple authentic Cubans coming up mm-hmm. at some point in a future broadcast. Yeah. We'll call that a wrap. Thank you for listening to Doug and Joe Talk. Yeah, we'll talk to you next time.